Have you all had a good week? Have you all been grafting away, same as uh, me and Ellen? Well, uh, thank you for tuning in again to our second episode of the Pure Graft Podcast, uh, hosted by me, Tom Stocks, and Ellen Lilly. I just want to say a massive thank you just to start off with, really. Thank you for everyone who listened uh, to our first episode, to all the feedback we got, to all the love that we received. Um, it was just brilliant. And if you didn't get a chance to to share some feedback on the first episode, go back, have a re-listen, um, and just tell us what you think. We're always looking to improve the podcast. Uh, we want to hear you know, suggestions on what you guys want to hear, on any topics you want me and Ellen to discuss about. Just anything, really. Now, last week, me and Ellen set you, our grafters, a little challenge. Um, We say quite a lot the word um, non-industry people. So we gave you guys a challenge to come up with a word that we could use instead of that. And by a clear landslide, the winner was nips. So when we say nips... We are now referring to non-industry people. So thank you guys for all your suggestions with that. That's great. This week, you know, we jam-packed with loads of different um, sketches, topics, and of course, our audition stories of the week. We've got some brilliant ones this week. We've got loads of different ones, some short ones, uh, some long ones as well, and um, just to, you know, put a smile on your face for the week. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. She's just done so much for me. It's your choice, Alex. But how much longer can you live like this? You've got to be leading her on. It doesn't look like it's going to get any better. True. Should I do it, you know, face to face? Or should I phone her? Should I message her? Look, you just need to do what you think is best. Okay. Alright, how, how does this sound? Dear Sally, thank you for everything over the last three years. Oh! What? It's really been three years. Yeah, now she's not let me finish. Oh. It's been amazing and you've been amazing. I just feel I need to have a bit of a shake-up in my life and it has got a bit stale between us over the past few months. It's not you, it's me. We've had so many good times together and you've been one of the best things that ever happened to me but I've met somebody else. We met at this coffee shop a few weeks ago and we really hit it off. We spoke for hours and she just really gets me can't apologise enough, and I really hope we can be friends in the future. Thanks, Alex. It's fine. Just send it. All right, all right, okay. And set. Oh, I just don't know. I just... Have I even done the right thing? You know, this wave of anxiety's just come over me. Oh, it's done now. You couldn't just sit there writing it, then deleting it, rereading it a million times to see if you said the right things, and then sending it to multiple people to proofread and get some sort of validation. All right, all right. It's, you're right, you're right. It's done now. So? Are you not excited about what the future holds with this new woman? Yeah, I guess so. I'm just worried she's got too many guys that look like me, though. Yeah, but you're the only chubby northerner. True. I'll tell you what. I think she might be the one. Alex, she's your agent. 
not your fiance. <laughs> So this week, as from you just heard from the sketch, we're going to be discussing dun dun dun, 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 dun agents. agents. Yes, oh. the dreaded agents, the the stuff you have to do to get an agent, the countless oh god, the, the emails. stuff, the emails, the, the yeah, in hang on, not individually yeah. researching not just the agency but the individual agents. To, to, to stand out. That's yeah. what you've got to do. Yeah. And I think that is... It's hard work, isn't it? I'm making it personal to every single one of them. I mean, when you can't even find their email, <laughs> how are you supposed to go, oh, well, I know you've got a dog called Lily. How is she? All right? I've got yeah. a nice little dog as well. <laughs> like, you've got to try and find common ground with that yeah. agent. And how... Because I remember writing to an agent before and finding out she was also a northerner. So then you try and ham it up a bit. Mm. And then you're like, oh, well, those northerners got to stick together in London, you know. Yeah. Hey, cheeky, we just cheeky. clutch at straws, though, don't we? You have to, don't you? We've got him. Oh, your mum's called Ellen. Oh, I'm called <laughs> Ellen as well. <laughs> it's meant to be. <laughs> we were made for each other. But it it's is... long. I remember you saying earlier, it is a fine line of how to be professional within the email and say what you need to say mm-hmm. but also how to have a personality in that email yeah. and stand out and just not to be generic yeah so i mean let's go for a coffee yeah that's what is it let's go yeah. for a coffee but it's all, you, you try to have the formal language because you want to still show that you've got your shit together and you've got some kind of decorum yeah. but, uh, like, <laughs> i've but got that, a degree you know <laughs> but like yeah, spell check and everything, yeah. do you know what I mean? But like... Grammar has never been <laughs> so important. <laughs> but that's just not me being that, like... No, it's formal. true. And it's so hard to try and get that that equal balance and and then try to make it a little different. Um, How do you make it different? Well, that's all your technique. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, for you grafters tuning in, when I've written to agents before... I, I'm not a fan, I know everyone does it, but I'm not a fan of, in the subject line, you go in seeking representation, because, and not a lot of you know this, but I used to be an agent for like a year, and then I gave it in, because it, it is hard work, but I used to see people going, seeking representation, and I'd just be going, nah, here's another representation letter, whereas what I do now, because I've been on the other side, I always go in the subject line, chubby northerner. I mean, if you had that going in your inbox... What the hell is this? Is he calling me a chubby northerner? (laughs) Open! But it has worked. It has worked in the past. I've got quite a few replies on that. I think purely because they think I'm insulting them. But that's what you've got to do. You've got yeah. to, how do you get to open that email yeah. and the, what you put in your subject they could, line? They, they're going to get a hundred, you know, a hundred of what over a week or yeah. you know. I mean, the big agencies you're looking at, ha- however many a day. Yeah. And they're just the going to scroll through it, aren't they? Yeah. So it is about catching the attention. And what do you put in yours? Funny Northern Lass or just Northern Lass. Northern Lass. Northern Lass depends who it is, Tom, because is I'll have done my re- I'll do research. My research. <laughs> <laughs> But the best part is, we do all the graph, we do the, the personalisation email, really thinking about the wording, trying to make it funny, and their responses. 
Oh, oh my lord! Oh, that's what I mean. You do so. You you, you look on their you know their Facebook, their Twitter. You, you look on who they are in the agency. Who they've got on their books already. And you put so much effort into that that essay of an email that you yeah. do for each individual agent, not just a general. In, yeah. uh, each individual. Because God forbid you do a generalised email. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ! God forbid. God forbid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the response is, "Our books aren't open. Thanks." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, bye. Which is probably a copy and paste job. Exactly. Not, not even... So why don't they do an individual response to us? Because that's what we've got to do for them. Yeah. And I know they get a lot more emails than probably we do. Or just, just like, yeah, just about having something that just shows them, shows us that they've just read it. Yeah. Because it's so obvious when it's a copy and paste job. 100%. And I, and I get it. I do get it. But... It, you do really appreciate it when you just get that little bit of something back. Hundred percent. And when I when I spoke about that agent earlier about when I said when I found out she was northern, it was pretty much an automated response. But I knew she'd read it because she put in her response to a fellow northerner. Yeah. So you know she's read it. That's yes, it might have been an automated response or at least a, a body of what they usually send. Yeah. But at least she's edited it yeah. and she's gone. I know you've read that because you've gone. I'm a northerner as well. Yeah. And how, how much longer do you think that's added to that email? Three seconds work oh, to a fellow northerner? Yeah. And I think it's just, it's just knowing that they've read that email yeah. and that they've personalised it, again, like you said, back to you. But then, I mean, the graft is, before that, is trawling through, got, you know, looking who's on their books and you, you look who's on there and you go... Oh, no. oh! They represent Orlando Bloom. Yeah, yeah, they're probably too big for me at the moment. Really, <laughs> so you got to try and think yeah. what ability and what where I am. You got to try and judge where you are in the industry in terms yeah. of experience to what agents you go because you know you can't just go in there and go in, right. I'm going to be with Troika or whatever. Yeah. There you, is a ladder, isn't there? Yeah, and I think you've got to use stepping stone step, agency. Yeah, 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 and I yeah I think that's something that I've only just kind of grasped recently. I suppose it's being realistic in some ways. Yeah, no, 100%. Because if you've... I mean, I suppose it's a bit like because if you haven't gone through the stereotypical drama school route, especially for me, I know that I'm not going to go Curtis Brown straight away. You've got to work your way up in terms of your credits and a drama school training credit won't get you a top agent Yeah. because you've got to go a different route of it. Yeah, definitely. But then when you're trawling through their clients, you've got to look... Oh God! Do I look like them? And when you do find someone who looks a little bit like you, you're like, "Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God!" Right, I've got to have a look here. Right, well, I've got blonde hair. I've got blue eyes. Oh, he's a little bit chubby. Oh, but he's from he's from Birmingham. Uh, and then you start into like this weird stalker yeah. where you <laughs> you go on their spotlight. You compare your credits to yeah, theirs. What they've done. Uh, you go on their Facebook, their Twitter. You start, you know, like emailing their mum. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm coming for your son. I'm going to take his castings. The second last thing, like another Geordie on the books, I'm like, oh, fucked. That. Do you know what I mean? Even like 55 year old bald man, Geordie, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> There's just not enough of it to go around. And then when you do obviously write to the agents, it's then the waiting game, isn't it? Oh. Oh, Waiting I get obsessive about looking at my bloody emails, so... You refresh it every, like, five oh. minutes once you've sent an email off. Yeah. Get an email from your agent. It is, like, time stops still. Yeah. Like in The Matrix when Neo does that weird back 
backflip thing and like <laughs> yeah. the time just stops still and then you like you open it and you're like oh, is this an audition update your tagman please yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please let yeah. us know your availability over the next month yeah or everyone needs to make sure they get their payments on time yeah well i would if i had a job <laughs> oh agent come in oh oh it's the christmas party letter. yeah brilliant fantastic which I'm not going to be there for because no. I'll be doing some kind of church hall panto <laughs> <laughs> in Bromley. In Bromley, but I think we're in quite a lucky position in in terms of you know we've recently just acquired acquired mm-hmm. new agents, so we are you know still fresh in our minds of all writing to these agents and getting these responses and yeah. things like that. So I've gave Tom a little challenge and he has wrote a template of an email that you would send to an agent with all the bits that you need to put in. And what I'm going to do is just butt in with what we really mean and think. Okay? Right, okay. So, I hope you're well. Couldn't give a shit. (laughs) I've seen your books are open. Questionable. Uh, top agents are never really open, but we'll go with it. <laughs> Hashtag desperate. <laughs> I have been researching your agency and I admire that you... Are going to give me the world with your personal management just like everyone else promises. <laughs> I see that you specifically, as an agent, like... Insert research point. Go on About Us page, find a common ground, and somehow you'll find out through their family tree that we could have been related. (laughs) (laughs) My recent credits include this new feature film where I am starring alongside Ian McKellen, Dame Judi Dench, Orlando Bloom. Lol, jokes. Never met them in my life. Just sniffed past their dressing room. I had two lines and I might as well have been an extra. (laughs) Did not get invited to cast and crew screening. Pricks. (laughs) (laughs) just come back off a national tour (laughs) TIE around London and the surrounding areas is 100% a valid credit (laughs) just come back off an international tour one day in Scotland without even an overnight stay (laughs) rock and roll (laughs) outside of acting I'm always proactive Binge watching Netflix is an absolute research tool, whilst crying at the Ben and Jerry's that I shouldn't have bought when we last £4. <laughs> Here is the link to my spotlight. Fucking look at it. You will see my headshots and showreel attached. Which may have left me homeless for a month and may slightly look a bit different, but you don't change that much in five years, do you? <laughs> Hope we can chat more and meet for a coffee. Please meet me for a coffee and it is on you. Look forward to your reply. Or your automated response. Thanks, Tom and Ellen. Thanks for nothing, Tom (laughs) and Ellen. (laughs) I was actually doing some research recently into what actors don't like about agencies. So these were a few things that I found. It was, why has my agent put me up for an unsuitable role? 
I never get feedback. The audition room was full of people totally different to me. I don't like talking to the assistant. (laughs) My agent has too many clients similar to me. My agent has too many clients. And my agent never comes to see me in anything. Do any of those resonate with you? Um, I think the too many clients thing, it can be a bit off-putting, especially when, you know, you're looking at them kind of the bigger agencies and you know for a fact that your little CV against other people's CV, Mm. you are going to be at the bottom of the pile. I think it's a fine line as well between, I mean, I know we all want to be in the the Curtis Browns, the Uniteds, all that sort of stuff. But it's about weighing up, do you want to be a little fish in a big pond or a big fish in a little pond? I think that's, it's always a fine line. We all want to be with the top agents, but unless you've got those top credits to be with those agents. Yeah, and definitely the, I don't like talking to the assistant. I think as well, because on all of the agency websites, they always say, you know, we're really personal management, we nurture and we drive. <laughs> and you literally want them to be on your speed dial, don't you? Like, yeah. To just chat you, and they, they may get out like they're going to do that. Yeah. But if you try, like, on a six o'clock on a Friday... Oh, goodness. Do you know what I mean? They like, clock off at two. <laughs> They're in the pub with us, yeah. ready for the weekend. So sometimes I, I get that because you just your agent. It's like kind of like your little guardian angel, isn't it? You want someone to say they're, they're your little uh, little jibbity cricket on your shoulder, yeah, telling they, you if it's good or bad. Yeah, and they're going to just guide you along this path of career. Do you know what I mean? And you just <laughs> the, want the them stairway to, to heaven, yeah. just like oh, <laughs> your agent's there welcoming you with open arms, just like. Come to me, snuggle my bosom, and I will tell you <laughs> it will all be okay. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you just want them to be there for you. It's not asking much. Just please. Yeah, just please be there for me. <laughs> just tell me I'm going to make it. It's because I think, I think you know, we're in such a unique situation where we're, we're surrounded by other actors when we work in the call centre. Um, because it is the actor's call centre, uh, after all. But um, as much as it is a horrible place to work, but it is also a blessing because you can vent and rant to other actors around you because they know yeah. what you're going through. But if you're not in that sort of environment or that situation, so for example, if you're working in a, in a waitressing job or uh, uh, or just any hospitality job, you know most people in those jobs haven't experienced the arts or the industry yeah. so they can be quite isolated when you can't vent these people because they don't know what you're going through so that's why I think a lot of people want to speak to their agent on a regular basis because they just want they just want that end of a line that, that, that someone who they can vent to who who they don't have around them but they can talk to their agent and they can just make it all all right for them yeah. I suppose yeah have you, I mean before the course did you, ever, did you ever feel like that oh god I mean I worked in a I worked in another office job. That yeah. that I got through the stage, yeah, because it was meant to be actor friendly. Right. I was the only actor in the office. That's because all the other actors were working, probably. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, character-wise, it was brilliant. I mean, the people in the office were hilarious, but they just didn't get it, and it was so hard to explain mm. and. You know, even though it was kind of advertised as this really actor-friendly job, it wasn't. Uh, and then it wasn't until my boss finally said, uh, you know, Ellen, uh, 
What did he say? He said, oh, Steven Spielberg isn't going to come knocking on your door anytime soon. Uh, so if you could just put enough effort into your calls as you do your auditions with quotation marks. Oh, um, oh the, quotation the quotation marks. You know marks, it's serious yeah, then. then. Then, you know, you would be a good seller. And I quit the next day. I thought, fuck this. <laughs> and I also wanted to go a Big Brother's bit on the side, you know, the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Out. Out. He was. He wasn't going to let us go. So I just was like, right, I'm off. I think that's really key and it as was well. Really hard. I think it's key to have a, a boss that understands mm. the industry, or has at least had some sort of experience in the industry. Let you go to them sort of auditions and understand when your agent does call you that once a year. <laughs> that you need that day off. Yeah. Out of them 365 yeah, that, days. Yeah, that one audition you get during the year, you're like, I have to have it off. Regardless, <laughs> I'll wait any other hour of the day, but please. Yeah, but it's it's also the the circle of doom because you haven't got an agent, so you've got nothing to be in. You haven't got a showcase to, or, or anything to invite an agent to. You're literally just saying, "Me, I need an agent." Mm-hmm. Then so you're not in anything that you can't invite an agent to. So then it's just a constant loop mm-hmm. of of kind of. What, what the hell am I doing apart from literally just emailing saying I want representation yeah and sometimes like we were discussing the other day that we should try and do it when we've got like a new headshot on your yeah. showreel or when you are in something but you feel like you pest I feel like I pester mm. them especially when I was looking for a new one god I just felt like I was pestering these people all the time but then but then that's, that's what you've got to do you've got yeah. then you've got to put your inspector gadget hat on and you've got to go, right, how do I find the individual agents? And then you've got to start thinking outside the box. Yeah. I mean, what I've done in the past is I start guessing people's emails. You do, I just start agent, guessing them. Agent guess who? Yeah, it, <laughs> it's literally just like, right, well, they're called Amy. So it's like, Amy at blah, 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 agent.co.uk. Yeah. Right, that's not worked. Amy at blah, 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 agency.com. No. Yeah. Amy at blah 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 agency dot org. Boom. Boom! What a winner! You feel yeah. like it's a game? It is a game. Yeah. Just created a new board game. Yes. There we go. The agent board game. Be a good drinking game as well. How many out of these? How many of these three hundred agents will respond to me? <laughs> Have a shot every time you're rejected. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. Funny audition stories of the week. Audition stories of the week. <laughs> <laughs> right, so yes, we are here at the funny audition stories of the week. Flooded in this week, actually. So thank you guys for sending these in. And we're just going to get stuck straight in, really. So this one is sent in by Lewis Finlay on our Twitter. Here we go. A few years ago, I think I arrived at a pretty shady audition in a random room above a pub. There was a few of us there. The guy running the audition didn't have a clue what he was doing and just kept asking us to order food from the pub below. The guy was a creep with very odd requests. So they were in the audition and the auditionees would just order this guy some food. Eh? Exactly. I think I might start doing that. Oh, yeah, I'm holding auditions yeah. and then I'll have a three-course meal, please. <laughs> never yeah. pay for food ever again. 
I'm going to do that at the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> He's being punked. <laughs> Definitely punked there. Definitely punked. This next one has been sent in by Teresa Bradley. Very hot day. Soho. Set the scene there. Oh. Set the scene. Backstory. I sit for the chat with the casting director thinking, oh dear, someone's farted. I start doing my sides and then I, the smell starts to get stronger until I glance down and see that there on my jeans is there is a poo mark on my leg. Mother slash actress, baptism of humiliation. <laughs> God, that is so bad. I bet they could see it the full time as full well. Full skiddy on your like, leg. Does she know she's got a big old skiddy on? I mean, I don't envy mothers in the industry because it is a, a difficult job. Oh, crazy! Uh, walking into the audition with a skiddy on your leg. Oh. oh, I feel sorry for her. I do. I do. I sort of feel. I mean, pain. it definitely gets attention. Well, I'm dead. I imagine that. smelly before Ooh, they, they see you. <laughs> <laughs> well, she definitely stood out. Oh yeah, that's re- recalled Skiddy. She she's definitely back in. She definitely stood out. <laughs> Stunk out. <laughs> okay, right. Next one is from David. I turned up to an audition. I drove, sorry, I drove to from London to Manchester dressed as a farmer carrying a pitchfork only to be told that I had to do an interpretive dance to some music in wellies. Brackets, I can't dance. I went for it, tripped up twice and nearly impaled myself on a pitchfork. Hashtag low. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'd love to see that. Dancing as a farmer. I mean, one... What show is this? Yeah. <laughs> one, what show is this? Two, why have you got a pitchfork? Yeah. It's not so, it's like a, a general thing that everybody has in their household. God. Just a casual pitchfork. Imagine getting that on the tube. Well, he did say he drove there. I drove. Well, I drove London from Manchester, so he did drive there. But then it's dreadful parking in central London, so he must have had he to walk somewhere. He must have got it out at some point. Gangster. <laughs> New like style that. of... Gangster on the streets. This one is sent in by Rebecca Callard. This one's short and sweet, but I thought it was hilarious. I had to do a cartwheel and I didn't tuck my t-shirt into my jeans. (laughs) Whoops! So simple, but so funny. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Also, what audition are you doing a cartwheel in? I bet that's a commercial casting. 100% Or or MT, like dancey. Oh yeah, that's true. When you've got to get, you've got to go. Oh, you've got to get all your tricks out. And they ask you to do your tricks. That is funny. <laughs> what what tricks have you got? Oh, you know a cartwheel. I remember when I was in an audition once, and they said, um, and they asked me at the end, "Have you got any party tricks?" <laughs> and I was like, and oh, stupidly, the first thing I said to my head was like, "I don't really have any party tricks, but I can do an impression of Pumba." You're joking. And. I did my impression, but they just looked blank at me and just like, okay, so. thanks for your time. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Not really a party trick, is it? No. Oh, God. <laughs> this next one is sent in by Lisa Jones. This one's a short one as well. Taking your jacket off and swinging it around your head <laughs> constitutes as freestyle dancing, right? Epic audition fail. <laughs> Woo! Just whizzing your coat round your head. <laughs> well, at least she thought on her feet. Oh, she thought on her feet. 
Right, so this next one <laughs> is sent in by Jim Unwin. Now, this is my pick of the week, and oh my god, I was in stitches when I read this. Uh, it's a bit of a long one, so bear with, but it is worth it, I promise. So, here we go. Fucking hell. <laughs> Good start. Good start, Jim. Fucking hell. So I was a young, fresh-faced actor having a ball, working at a call centre, living the dream with a new agent, having done amazingly well at the showcase. One of my first auditions was for a pantomime. They asked, can you sing, said my uh, agent Peter. Well, I can bang out a tune, yeah. I'm not West End ready, but I've never been the worst at karaoke, I said to him. There was only one song that I thought that could provide the stage for me. Master of the House from Les Mis. A jovial, over-the-top tune for a numpty northerner such as myself. A week of practising to be a pest during the song all came down to this one audition day. I entered the place as usual. There's several over-the-top musical theatre actresses, each trying to outdo one another with the highest note that they can get away with by warming up. A fatter version of me, a thinner version of me, and basically, at every single type of me, blonde hair, big feet, you name it, there was a different version of me. Upon entering the audition, there was a table with three people on it. Two blokes sat either side of a woman, None of them look up to acknowledge I've even entered the room. Name! Orders the bag in the middle. (laughs) The bag in the middle. James Unwin, I said. The pianist asked for my sheet music under his breath. I hear, fuck's sake, not again. Great. I'm feeling just great. Fuck it, I say to myself. If in if in gonna go out, I'm gonna go out trying my best for this shitty pantomime in Coventry. So, start off the song all good. Still, no eye contact with any of the judges who seem to be either taking notes or probably just doodling. I went to East 15 and that particular drama school, we were taught to act in the moment. Something happens on stage, you just go with it. And it just so happens, at this point in the song, I see a window slightly open. Now, for those of you who don't know the Master of the House song, there's a good verse where he's singing about taxing guests for different things. Charge them for a lice, extra for a mice, etc. You know, a little song, yeah. I remember, I know this. Now, I knew there was a moment in the song where Tenardier says something along the lines of 3% for sleeping with the window shut. What's it go like? 3% of the window shut. That's it, that's it. How amazing how it would be if I used my surroundings and closed the slightly ajar window. It was made for me. This moment was just made for me. So here comes the moment in the song. I wander up to the window and sing. Sing. the window shut. And what I can only describe as the loudest most awful timed window smash of my entire life. Everything for a split second just seems still. Upon the pianist stopped, absolutely gobsmacked, the bag in the middle with her two henchmen suddenly found the audacity to look up and see who was performing to only see a slightly overweight northern bloke (laughs) holding the window handle (laughs) 
and an entire window of glass on the floor surrounding me. Oh my! I think that's enough, don't you think, James? Said the old bag. <laughs> yes, I said. Can I have my sheet music, please? Pianist didn't do anything. <laughs> Never got an audition ever again. Absolutely that is brilliant. so good. And so that took so long, but I think it was worth it, it was for the so end. It was so worth it. But imagine literally smashing a window in the middle of your audition. I mean, Jim, you're, you're very lucky you didn't get... I mean, I know you didn't get the, the part, but you're also lucky you didn't get landed with a bloody hefty bill. Yeah. An invoice. <laughs> oh my God, that is brilliant. I think that is one of the best audition stories I've ever heard. I mean, you know, good for him though for for really going for it, but friggin' hell! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances of that actually happening? Though? I know, but also, where were you doing an audition that a window was just casually there at the side of the stage? Well, it could be just in any room, but act- that is true. Acting on that is so funny. I mean, absolute fair play to being to thinking on your feet and using the window and obviously trying to stand out. I mean, you definitely stood out and I'm sure, I'm pretty sure you would have gone down in their history books as well. Yeah. Didn't I mean, get the part, but you've but, got, you went down Yeah, in 100%. History. I mean, Jim, whatever casting director, whatever, I'm sure they are talking about you to this day for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you're in their head as that slightly overweight northern bloke who smashed a window in the middle of a lame is audition. But they like, fuck's sake, it wouldn't be the northern ass. Oh yeah, them stupid northerners again, coming oh. down here, coming down here, taking our jobs. <laughs> and our window pings, yeah. even though that wasn't a northern accent. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are our funny audition stories of the week. Please keep sending them in. Like keep I said, even in. if they're short, even if they're absolute dissertations like Jim's, um, they're all crackers, so please keep sending them in. Send them into the the Twitter, send them into the Instagram and the Facebook, whatever kind of floats your boat. They are so chammy up. They like literally give me life. That is it. That's what you need on a Monday, isn't it? That is so funny. And I hope you liked them as well. So that's it. That's episode two done and dusted. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Please let us know on all of our social media so we can go on Instagram, you can go on our Twitter, and you can go on our Facebook page as well. Um, Please, please, please just give us some feedback. Like I said at the beginning, we're always trying to improve the podcast. Um, We're always looking for those funny audition stories, so please keep sending those in because they are just comedy gold, as you've just heard. Um, We have an absolute ball of a time when we read them out as well. They don't just cheer you up, they cheer us up as well, so it's great. Um, also, if you guys have any suggestions on not just the topics we want to discuss about, but any sketches that you might want to send in about the industry, obviously, 
me and Ellen, we try and write the sketches based on what we're talking about each week. But if you guys have any ideas or have any scripts that you want to send in, just let us know um, and we'll give you sort of an email address to send it to um, as well. So that's it. That's the end of episode two. Thank you so much for listening. Please give it a share and a like on all of our social media pages. And until next time. We'll see you then. So I've been Tom Stocks. I've been Anna Lily. To all our grafters, keep grafting!